Go for it. We're back. We're back? We're back. Yes, sir. And we're glad that you're back with us. Amen. Well, so far, we've studied the walk of the Holy Spirit, the whereabouts of the Holy Spirit, the witness of the Spirit, the way of the Spirit, and now we're talk, going to talk about the works of the Holy Spirit. Now, remember at the beginning, we said that the Holy Spirit is the administrator of God's work here on earth. And he has the attributes of God the Father. He's, he's everywhere, and he knows everything. And so, um, and he's ever-present, always with it, always here in the world. And, and so... Here is a list. Now, I'm going to try and go through these rather quickly um, because we're going to come to a verse at the end of this that's a command, and I want to obey that command, and I want you to obey that command, and I'll tell you what it is in very few minutes, less than 20 minutes maybe. All right, so here's the works of the Spirit. John chapter 14, verse 26. It's, and we've read some of these, but this is a work of the Holy Spirit. The Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. And so the Holy Spirit is your teacher. As you read the Word of God, give yourself over to the Holy Spirit. He shall teach you all things. Now, as you get older, and uh, I can attest to this, in six weeks I'll be 81 years old if the Lord lets me live that long. But there's one thing uh, uh, besides physical strength that's waning in me, and that is my memory. However, when it comes to the Scripture, listen to what God does for me. By His Holy Spirit, He said He will teach. Uh, uh, he will teach you all things, and boy, that's boy. Just emphasize that word and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Now, Curtis and I will study together occasionally. Uh, he has his apartment, and we have our home. But um, And he's moved just recently back from Texas. But we've done this on the phone and everything. And I'll say, you know, the scripture says, da 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 and, and Curtis jumps up and says, oh, yeah, that's in Ephesians 4. But, and, and so his memory is a lot better than mine. But I still remember the verse. Oh, yeah, that's right. and, and then sometimes he'll say, the the uh, the address of a, of a verse and and then that verse will come to my mind what it says now you say well i'd like to do that well here's the promise from the from from the word of god he shall teach you all things and he will bring to your remembrance whatsoever i have said unto you and so that's one of the ways or two of the ways um Let's, and by the way, in John chapter 14, verse 26, he's called the comforter. We, we, we sing a song in some of our churches. Are you weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Yeah. Well, 
God comforts you through his Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. The problem with us human beings is sometimes we don't let him. We'd rather wring our hands of sorrow and grief <laughs> than to raise our hands in praise and thanksgiving. We're commanded to cast all our cares upon him. Oh, Sharon, that's good. We're commanded to cast all our cares upon him. For he careth for you. For he careth for us. And so he comforts us. He, he teaches us. He brings things to our remembrance. And in John 15, 26, we, we've already talked about this. He testifies of Christ. Now, I can witness to my neighbor. But I want to tell you something. There will be no conviction in that neighbor's heart if the Holy Spirit doesn't bring that conviction. So when I'm witnessing, when you're witnessing, know your Bible verses, but understand this, that, that the Holy Spirit is the convictor. If you, if you want to, if you want to doubt that, turn to John chapter 16, verse 13. We've read this already. And by the way, the Holy Spirit does this all the time. Oh, yeah. He's the administrator of, of the, the word and works of God here on the earth. That's why he is here everywhere mm -hmm. on the earth and in everything. It says in verse 13 of, of John 16, how be it when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. And we know we've already emphasized, emphasized that all truth. Thy word is truth. Um, he, uh, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me uh, for the receive for the uh, and for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. Um, but in John chapter 16, he says he will reprove the world of sin. Is that where I see that? And he shall show you things to come. He shall glorify Christ. All these things are works of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and uh, uh, and there's more. He In Romans 8.26, back to Romans 8.26, it says, and this is why we don't have, have to wring our hands and worry and, and have concern, because it says in Romans 8.26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Mm -hmm. So many of us have infirmities of the body because of our flesh is, is sinful. And we age and we get ill and we, we get the flu. We get worse things. We get cancer. Um, we used to get tuberculosis, but that's kind of uh, in the past. Uh, but we get so many things, and these are called uh, infirmities. The Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what 
we should pray for mm -hmm. as we ought. Mm -hmm. Wait just a minute. Are there times when I don't know what to pray? Yes, folks. Yes, folks. I've been in the ministry for a lot of years. I've been saved since I was verse 11. I mean, age 11. <laughs> but I don't always know what to pray. So what do you do in that case? You say, all right, Holy Spirit, yeah. <laughs> take over. It's as easy as that, Dick. I'm just telling you what the, what the Bible says. That's what we do. It says here, he helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself, look at this, maketh intercession yes. for us. You don't know how to pray, dear believer? Turn it over. Because the Holy Spirit knows what we need. And he's the one who makes intercession for us. And he does it in a way that we might not even understand, but God does. And we may not see the results of it immediately. That's right. So let's but put this trust in him. He makes intercession for us with groanings yeah. that cannot be heard. Let me yeah. tell you something. They're not easily understood. No, mm -hmm. not easily understood. Let me, let me tell you something that we pray for. Curtis and I pray for this. My wife prays for this with regard to our podcast. We pray that God will save somebody as a result of hearing the gospel on our podcast. Now, we don't know when people get saved. By the way, unless you... Uh, write us on our website and tell us. Yeah, but the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And so we're asking you, if you got saved as a result of this podcast, hey, give us a note on, yeah. our, on, our, on our website. Please. Curtis, reach give the address. Uh, it's the Christian Underground News Net. I'll see dot godaddysites.com. Say it again. The Christian Underground News Net dot GoDaddySites.com. If you do, just, just write us a note. Um, it's not that we want to puff out our chest and say, oh, look what we've done. No, we want to we want to see what God has done through his Holy Spirit for you. Please. And and uh, the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And we'd like for you to say so, uh, to obey the word of God. Tell us, please. We won't tell your name over the uh, our podcast. It'll just be a blessing to us and an encouragement to us to keep going. Yes. Uh, we're going to anyway, but this will be more of an encouragement to us. Okay. So he, uh, we're back into um, Romans eight twenty six. He helps our infirmities, uh, and, um, but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us Oh my goodness, mm -hmm. with groanings mm -hmm. which cannot be uttered. Mm -hmm. Do you know the Holy Spirit takes our infirmities? Yeah. Just look at this with groanings. The same way that Christ took our sins on the cross. That's right. Jesus, uh, the the Spirit, Holy Spirit takes on our infirmities the same way. Yep. With prayer. 
-hmm. when we don't know what to pray, how to pray, for whom to pray. Um, I've raised my hands sometimes uh, in, in frustration. God, I don't know how to pray for this. And then these verses come to me and I say, but you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. I go to bed praying that way. God, I don't know what to do about this and that. But you do. <laughs> but you do. Yep. And then I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it's and in verse 27 in Romans 8 says, as is it just sort of completes the thing. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints. Only believers. Only believers. If you're not saved, you don't have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. You don't have the Holy Spirit to make intercession, to be a go-between between you and God when you need something. He says, for the saints, and then it's according to the will of God. Now, how can you know the will of God for your life? All right, read the read wherever it says the will of God. Heed wherever it says the will of God, and you'll succeed in knowing the will of God. By the way, I've got another book, a book entitled and The Will of God. And we did a podcast on it. And we did a podcast on it. If you look back on the records, um, we, we did that podcast. And so, and he says, he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Oh, here's something. Um, in Romans 8, 11, I'm, did, I, did I hit that? Yes, I think I did. All right. You did. Okay. We're getting ready to close this, but I want to take some time with something. One of the works of the Holy Spirit, a very, very important work is this. You might ask, how did we get our Bible? (laughs) When we get to bibliology, we'll go into it in more detail. But Curtis, how many times when you were growing up did I say unto you, Kurt, the Bible is the word of God? Uh, innumerable times. <laughs> How many times did my mother say it to me? Dickie, the Bible is the word of God. Don't the rest of you call me Dickie, okay? But <laughs> mom was the only one that could do that. Dickie, the Bible is the word of God. And so we're in the world. How did the Bible come into existence? Now, I'm just, just going to give you a few, a few verses But I'm going to tell you this. I'm doing, I think, maybe a book rather than a booklet entitled, Did God Dictate His Word? And I'm going to give you the answer to that so you won't have to read the the booklet. And the answer is yes. God dictated His Word to men. Now, how do we know that? How can you say that, Dick? Well, I'm going to say it by the scriptures. That's how I'm going to say it. And so, and so, um, God gave us the word through the Holy Spirit. Second Timothy, chapter three. 
Isn't that a great chapter? Second yes. Timothy chapter 3. And we'll begin reading at verse 16. And it says this. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Do you know what that word inspiration is? It means the breathing in of God. He breathes out the word of God. He breathes it into 40 different authors who penned the word of God. And if you doubt that, I'm going to give you another verse. And, and it's the word of God. And it just supports exactly what I'm saying. And I want you to understand it, that that the all scriptures given by inspiration, the breath, pneuma. Pneuma. That's the same word for the Holy Spirit. It means the breath of God. And the breath of God is the Holy Spirit of God. It says so scores of times in the New Testament. Well, what about the scripture? It's given by inspiration of God. That was the work of the Holy Spirit on earth. And is profitable for doctrine. For doctrine. Reproof. Let's stay on doctrine for a second. <laughs> for doctrine, that is a teaching. Yeah. And we're teaching a doctrine, the doctrine of pneumatology of the Holy Spirit of God. And the scriptures are profitable for teaching that. That's how we taught it. That's We've right. read to you dozens of scriptures. And folks, that's one of our rules, Curtis, is uh, let the scriptures speak. Yep. Another one is if God said it, stand up and speak up. And if God didn't say it, sit down and shut up. And we're going to teach everything in this podcast under the banner of for what saith the scriptures four times in the New Testament. It asks that question. For what saith the scriptures? Well, they're profitable for doctrine. That is for teaching, which is what we're doing. And it's profitable to us. Uh, and it, I, we just pray to God it's profitable for you who are listening. And we've had testimonies from people, personal testimonies, uh, verbal testimonies as to uh, how good the podcasts are. And we're trying to get better. And it says for doctrine, for reproof. Uh-oh. Uh, Curtis knows about reproof. <laughs> when he was growing up. He had a mom and dad that said, don't you do that ever again. <laughs> That's reproof. For correction, here's what you should do, Curtis. Here's what you should do. And you didn't do this, but here's what you should do. And so it's profitable for doctrine. And it's, and it's profitable for instruction in righteousness. Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. It says that four times. Mm -hmm. Once in the Old Testament, three times in the New. And it says in verse 17 that the man of God may be perfect. Now that doesn't mean you're going to be sinless here on earth. You'll be sinless in heaven. But here on earth, you still have the sin nature. But it's here's what that word perfect means. It means complete. It means well-rounded. And then it goes on to say, thoroughly furnished unto all 
good works. Mm -hmm. The word of God is given and dictated by the Holy Spirit of God to men. Now, let me back that up with writing, uh, with, with the scripture, and we'll go to, uh, let's go to 2 Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1. Let's look at uh, verse 18. Um, and this voice came from heaven, and that voice was the voice of God saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And then in 2 Peter 1.18 says, and this voice which came from heaven, we heard when we were with him in the Holy Mount. Peter was there on the Mount of Transfiguration. Uh, Peter, James, and John were all there. Um, and they heard when they were on the Holy Mount. In verse 19, he says, we, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. What? What can be more sure of the spoken word of Jesus Christ on the mountain? The entire, the entirety of the Bible, which was given by the Holy Spirit of God, which we'll see. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Yeah. You're not allowed to interpret it the way you want to. When we get to the doctrine of bibliology, we're going to talk about the interpretation and epistemology. We're going to talk about the interpretation of the word of God. You don't do it on your own. You do what the Bible says. We teach what the Bible says. We speak the word of truth, and we want always to. And if we make a mistake, mistake somebody please tell us, because we don't want to make mistakes with regard to this. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. And now we get to this key verse. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20 says, 21 says, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, Moses didn't just sit down and said, I'm going to write five books of the Bible. He, God dictated him to his God even dictated to, to Moses in the book of Deuteronomy uh, that he was going to die and where he was going to die and where he was going to be buried. How did, how did Moses know that to write it if God didn't tell him? God dictated his word. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved or driven or carried along. By whom? The Holy Ghost. And that's how we got our scriptures. That's the most ultimate work of the Holy Spirit. What's the scripture reference that his word was already settled in heaven? Psalm, Psalm 119, verse 89. Thank you, Sharon, for 
she wanted to know where was the verse that said God's word was already settled in heaven. Psalm 119, verse 89 said, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. If it was already settled in heaven, why wouldn't he just dictate it to men? Well, folks, by the Holy Spirit, he did. First Peter chapter one, or 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21 says that very same thing. It's an interesting thing. And Curtis, one of these days, the Holy Spirit will be taken out of the world. Mm -hmm. And yes. we'll close with this. Second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians. Chapter 2. That's the chapter about the Antichrist being revealed. Seven. It's verse seven, and the smart Alec, you got there before I did. That's <laughs> we do this with each other. Is that all right? We love each other. Let's let's begin reading Second uh, Thessalonians chapter two, and it's just all about the Antichrist who will come. And uh, Paul writes to the Th church at Thessalonica. He says, Rem verse five, remember you not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. The Holy Spirit withholds. That's one of his works. But look at this. For the mystery of iniquity, that's the Antichrist, and his minions doth already work. It's been working um, uh, since day one. Only he who now letteth or is a restrainer, and that's the Holy Spirit, he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. Now, how will the Holy Spirit be taken out of the way? Because when the, the rapture of the church, he will take away all of his saints in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. You can read about it in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18, and 1 Corinthians verses 15, verses 51 to the end of that chapter. It talks about the translation, the changing, the catching away of every saint, those living and those who are in paradise awaiting their and new there bodies. are no more believers left on earth. And right. So the that, Holy Spirit is gone. That's right. And so how does the Holy Spirit restrain? Through us, mm -hmm. through his word, mm -hmm. through his very presence, mm -hmm. through his strength, through his power, through his teaching, through his leading, through his comforting. That's how he does it. But folks, one day, that will all be gone. Mm -hmm. And that's the study of pneumatology. Now, in light of all these wow. things, if you just turned in because you were, oh, 
you just kind of wanted to know what all this was about. You know, you were inquisitive. You wanted to see what this is all about. Here's what it's all about. For God so loved the world Mm -hmm. that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Salvation comes at the moment you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins, was buried, and rose again the third day. That's the gospel. And he did that for you and in the strength of the Holy Spirit. By the way, it's that same Holy Spirit, according to Romans 8, 26, um, that, uh, or, uh, uh, verse 11, uh, where Christ was raised from the dead by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's how we'll be raised again, Romans 8, 11. So if you believe Jesus Christ, hooray. If you don't, oh no. But we've told you how. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. God in heaven, we thank you so much for your wonderful Holy Spirit. We thank you for your your gospel. We thank you for your Bible. We thank you for uh, listeners who are, we hope, learning. And we, we, and we pray for listeners to come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior, because that is one of our major aims. So would you convict someone today by your Holy Spirit yes, Lord. and have him receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And we'll leave these things in your hands because known unto God are all your works from the beginning. We thank you, praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.